eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Guy who predicted the score. Get those out of the way. Feel free to use that. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. With Andy Hart. That's a really interesting point. This microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. (laughs) No, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? (laughs) Hannibal. Hannibal. Mr. Dot Commer on WEI.com. Another Patriots win. I'll let Andy say the score because he predicted it. What was it, Andy? Well, it's the score you read in my Friday six-pack on WEI.com. It'd be 27 to 13 Patriots. Good job, Andy. Thank you. Now we talk about the game. Yes. What's your biggest takeaway other than 300 wins for William Belichick? The defense. The defense. Nothing gets by you, huh? Three turnovers and three plays for the opposition, and you want to talk about the defense. It's weird how that works. Nothing gets by me. They had a punt and then three turnovers, one of which was ho-hum, ho-hum, defensive score, scoop and score, touchdown, which I actually think Nick Chubb just lost the ball. I'm not sure there was a forced fumble. There was a fumble recovery by Dante Hightower for a 26-yard touchdown. Um, And then this was a game where I think the Patriots literally won on big plays. They're the big play Patriots because we're going to talk about the Hightower scoop and score return, uh, Baker Mayfield, absolutely just losing his mind, going Sam Darnold for a minute and was, freaking out. That was that college punt play. Like yep. Just throws in Except front. the college punter's not used to throwing. This is the number one overall pick, a starting quarterback at multiple colleges, a guy who's supposed to be pretty good, a future superstar, and he threw it right to Lawrence Guy, who even said, ooh, he threw me the ball. Right. <laughs> um, and then the Jonathan Jones play is that up was, there. I would put that as one of the top five plays of the season for the Patriots. Uh, I would put it up higher than that because I would put it up there with the Ben Watson play, except a far more productive play. No, I know it's a different situation and circumstances, but the hustle, first of all, the ridiculous speed. He where, made up like 25 yards. Because he looked like he was at a different speed than the rest of the, the people on the field. No, I know, but it's like one of those things where they like, you know, ESPN like moves guys around these new modern right. graphics. He was moving faster than the other people that were standing still. And then the ability to punch the ball out, like that was a really, really good play. 
And then offensively, I think the big play was the James White third and oh, ten, fifty nine yard screen. You might be in a different ball game if you. That was you, on third and ten. Well, that was you also, punt. That was also the Browns score the possession before that to make it seventeen to ten. Correct, and not a great night for Tom Brady. And I think that's symbolized by the fact that the biggest play of the game was a screen pass. There was another screen pass on that drive to set up the touchdown. He made a couple nice throws to Julian Edelman to finish the game to close the game out with two scores, but. Um, I don't think it was a great overall night for the offense and Tom Brady, but the defense did enough. They scored on their own, and then the offense made the plays they had to. Was it not great, or was this the offense we've seen all year? Yeah, this was the offense we've seen all year, which is not great. Right. You know, one that leaves them working for more. Um, You're working a guy, a new guy in, in Mohamed Sanu. You had another backup offensive lineman, James Ferentz, although I need to be fair. He played decent tonight. You didn't, talk, you didn't mention his name once during the game. Uh, I'd like to go back and watch the film because the whole offensive line was not all that good. But watching the game They had live, a couple chunk watching, run plays. Watching the game live, you did not point out how bad James Ferentz was, was. If you would let me speak. You're always buttoning these things me? and taking too much talking time. Me? Um, yeah, James Ferentz did not ruin the game, and I thought he was capable of ruining the game, and he did not. He had a nice story, too. Today was his son's third birthday. Oh, that's sweet. We asked what the what his favorite moment from the day was, if he had any ones that stood out, and he said walking off the field, seeing his thir- his son turn three years old, wasn't around for the presents this morning, and put a big smile on his face. That's pretty cool. Go home, have a little cake. No, I have to research this, but I saw some tweets going around that this was his first NFL start. I believe so. Good for him. Been around forever, but yeah. I actually asked him, like, why does this game like this keep keep you going? Like, you can actually play. Right. And he basically gave this answer that I guess you'd expect. Comes from a coach's family, loves the game. Right. Owes him a lot and just, just keeps. But think about it. Like, we make a big deal. Matt Schaub made his first start today in four years, five right. years, something like that. As a quarterback, it gets easy. You just play. It's like going in the backyard with your kid and throwing passes. This is an offensive lineman who keeps plugging along, plugging along training camps and preseasons and practice squads and scout teams to never get to play like grunt work with no payoff whereas today he actually got to play so I think that's it's really cool like it's a good story I know I'm sort of critical of him and I don't think he's all that great usually and I thought he had a piss poor preseason um, but he didn't lose the game today so I'll give him that much Uh, overall I thought it was another example of the obvious domination on the coaching sideline oh it wasn't Adam Gay sucked Freddie Kitchens sucked like Bill is just Pummeling Pat these Schirmer people. Sucked. That sh- yeah, week after week, we see these horrific coaches on the other side. I don't know if we saw any worse than tonight, though. Uh, no. Um, the and- one that stands out. So you have, at the end of the game, the fourth quarter, you had fourth and 14. or Yes. And then you have your punting unit come on the field. You get a false start. So then it goes to fourth and 19. You go for it. So then you bring your offense back Obviously. on the field and go for it. Obviously. Like, like what, are you, what are you doing? Those intermediate ones, those are hard to get. But when it's fourth and really long, much easier to get. It didn't work. Not even close. <laughs> Baker Mayfield rolled out, got tackled, blah, and blah. Also the, Might have got hurt, by the way, on the play. I thought he got up slow. A minor thing just we no- noticed from the press box is when you look at the sidelines, you're supposed to stay behind the yellow line. Yep. And the Browns players just basically ignore that and are basically on the field and got a warning and when you look at the other side of the field and the Patriots they're perfectly lined up behind that yellow line with room to spare and they don't even need like it a muscular looks, it, get back coach to it do just it just looks more it's just a more professional I could run. do the job if they need that'd be a great role for you Call I think the, I would hate that the, the stand back coach the first time I grab Bill around the hips and well, pull him back see, see I don't think it'd be Bill you know my guy would be Joe Judge. Joe Judge. And then he'd slug me. We'd he be rolling around after, on the sideline. It'd be a big scandal that goes viral. Tonight. Nah, I don't think it'd be a good get-back coach. Um, let's get back to the point of this podcast. Patriots are 8-0. Yep. Are they the best team in football? Probably. Just... See, you know what? I th- we were talk- You and I were talking during the game. The college um, rankings. rankings came out, and LSU leapfrogged 
Alabama, which is a little weird because Alabama blew out um, Arkansas, I think. Blew somebody out with their backup quarterback, played their third stringer and all that. But LSU had a good win against a ranked opponent. They've moved up. The two teams will meet. But I was watching the highlights of the 49ers game. Mm -hmm. 49ers are rolling. They won. 40-something to 17. Blowout win. If this were college, when, if, would the San Francisco 49ers pass the Patriots in the poll? I don't think they would. No? No. Just you you look at the teams. They're just not that as good as the Patriots. Like, oh, I disagree. I think there you can make a solid argument that the 49ers are competitive with the Patriots right now. If the two teams played on a neutral site field. Neutral th- site th- field, I think week, the Patriots would be like a, at least a five and a half favorite. point favorite. A touchdown favorite. The 49ers defense is really good, you know. Their pass so rush is, the is defense. The Patriots offensive line blows. I'm aware. Tom Brady might die in that game. Probably. If Bosa and Armstead and all those guys are coming after well, him. I'm just saying, like, I think yeah. you could make so, so the you're, popularity you're, you're numbers saying, ground You're saying swell. that the, the difference between the two teams is slimmer than I'm giving them credit The Patriots for. were in a ball game tonight, correct? The first time all year where most people thought they played a competitive opponent. And by competitive, I mean a 2-4 and four football team. Right. And they were in a game where you said without a 3rd and 10, 59-yard screen in late in the game. It could be a one-possession game. Okay. So that's what I'm telling you. They're scuffling a little bit. They're finding ways to oh, win. Sure. They're the better coach team. Their defense is scoring. They're making plays, but they also have flaws. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure the 49ers um, have flaws. When too. you get field goals blocked and miss field goals in close games, you know what they are called? I'm holding my finger and my thumb to my forehead. They're Else. called losses, right? So there's some warts on this team. When you kick a ball out of bounds and give the other team the ball at the 40, it can cost you a game. Okay, but you could do the same thing and watch the 49ers. Well, games you think too. they have a better quarterback? I sort of couched that a little bit. Oh, we're like, already back. Beep. No, beep, I just said that beep, like one week could be beep. one week it could be Brady. The next week could be Garoppolo. I'm just saying that. The, Do you have an opinion? I gave an opinion. I ranked the quarterbacks at that time. You said so. Now this week, who's better? Well, I didn't get to watch the 49ers game because I was watching. This you watched one. this game. It wasn't all that impressive for right, the quarterback. So, if, so you'd probably go with Garoppolo, well, I, who I scored just, 50 points. But looking at the box score, I think he only had like less than 200 yards passing. So it's kind of hard to say. Okay. I have to go Maybe back. he was just efficient. I have to develop this take. I have to. I can't Jeez. just. I'm not just a guy on the on the I'm spot. Ham, you're hamming a hamming. I got re- a hamming research. Hamming a hamming it. Tune in Monday night with Mutt. Maybe I'll have a, a take then. I can't. I get an appearance. That's, that's right. Um, what else stood out from you? Because I can keep going. I, I, I think the too. defense is. It's become where I do my thumbs up, thumbs down on the website, where it's like group defense gets the nomination for just group plays, and then like tonight I pulled out Jamie Collins. 11 solo tackles, a sack and a half, like all over the field. But you can do that, you know, Adam Butler, well, let's sing two along. and a half let's sacks. Let's defense. Stephon Gilmore tonight on Oldo Beckham Jr. That's, Tremendous. That's, now, I don't that know shows. how it would have played out had the quarterback been a little better and pressure was a part of that. There were a yeah, lot of issues Yeah, but that just there. shows that Stephon Gilmore is one of, if not the best cornerback in the game and can go up against. Well, no one's arguing that, though. So, I think that argument died. I don't I want to say that. Who, who in Jaylen, their right mind Jalen Ramsey argues that he's that Stefan Gilmore is not a top three corner? Oh, a top three corner. You said one of the best corners right, in the game. He's, he's, yeah, I no, think that argument has died. There's no one on the planet that would argue against Stefan Gilmore as a top three corner. But he's going up against one of the best receivers in the game, and he's pretty much shut him down besides that one well, play. The best receiver in the game has not had a good year. No, he hasn't. If you want to go week to week on your quarterback rankings, you might want to go week to week on your wide receiver rankings because every time I watch Odell, he's dropping balls. Could that be the quarterback? It could be, but... It's also part when I hit you here and here when I'm making a triangle with my thumb and my fingers, catch the damn ball. Don't worry about the one-handed. By the way, the the star of all stars at Gillette Stadium tonight was Odell Beckham. We were watching in the tunnel as Tom Brady waited with his son to meet Odell Beckham. Uh, Our own Jermaine Wiggins was hanging out with Odell Beckham, getting pictures with his son. At some point down the road because it it was not. 
not a good sign. Well, the biggest super fan in the building was Jermaine Wiggins. Yes. The second biggest was Tom Brady. <laughs> well, Tom Brady's son, Ben. Right. And Jermaine was there with his kids, or at Two. least one of them. I think both Two. of them. Okay. Two. Yeah. Um, I found that interesting, though. Odell Beckham is a, He's a superstar. superstar. Like, Tom Brady and yet, was, was waiting. What has he ever done? What has he ever done? Made some spectacular catches. Right. Like, uh, kicked a 40-yard field goal in pregame warm-ups. And? Wears fancy cleats for pregame warm-ups, wears a watch and gets fined. But what's he done? He's just... Like, Tom Brady should be better than that. But I don't fault Tom Brady because it's just his kid. But that's what I said to you. I said, said, this is sort of embarrassing that the greatest quarterback in NFL history is waiting for five... But it's for his kid. You do these things for your kid. No, you do these things for your kid. That's what you you do. You told me that. That's how it works. I understand it. You do what your kid wants. And he's told... I think he's actually mentioned that in press conferences, like fantasy football, loves him, and plays, and Madden, and things of that nature. Um, I just I find it interesting. I thought that was a cool moment. It was a cool moment. Some things you don't get to see. Right. Um, to the game. Yes. Patriots offense. What about it? Sony Michelle. Had a nice long run to start the game. And then what? Nothing. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's the same thing with him though. Like, Would you rather have Sony Michelle, who had no yards but no fumbles, or Nick Chubb, who had yards but fumbles? Nick Chubb, because you could just say, "Hold on to the ball, kid." <laughs> hey, don't, and even Bill Belichick, I will say. Um, said that the weather, the wet balls, was a significant factor in the first half. He thought it played a role in missed tackles, slippery tackles. So that's he why mentioned the Patriots missed all both, the tackles? Well, that was sort of the excuse-making. We make plays, not excuses, Coach. Um, but also, he talked about pregame warm-ups. Both teams, balls were flying around, hitting hands, drops. And you talked about the first snap to Jake Bailey. Pregame warm-ups went through his hands. I think Bill was referencing all those things, that weather, wind, and wet balls were both an issue early on. And Nick Chubb. Had a wet ball, turned to a Dante Hightower touchdown, but then Nick Chubb had a 44-yard run. And, by the way, I don't consider Jonathan Jones' fumble anything to do with the wet ball. That's a great defensive play. He punched it out. Right. Now, could be a little more slippery. Maybe it doesn't come out quite as easy. Right. But, but that it, was a play. Um, the first one was just, just a, like a, a drop, drop ball fumble. And the, the Mayfield interception was not weather-related. No. God, no. Right. No, it's actually impressive, though, that... The guy, like Gorant's guy, catches the ball in that to be situation. Fair, the ball is just basically placed in his lap. Yeah, but he's he's a defensive lineman. Well, he's not a true fat guy. No, he's say. not. Not net like some of those you'd actually think of. Um, passing game for the Patriots offense. I should put this out during. You the mean game. Edelman That's and White? It was all Edelman and White. Like, Had a key fourth down catch from uh, Mohamed Sanu. One of two catches. I mean, we can't. You couldn't really expect much from Sanu tonight. No, they he, threw to him early. He was double covered. They were probably lucky it just fell incomplete. Brady was fortunate tonight. Should have had a pick in the end zone down here yes. that um, was dropped there by a lot of, somebody Ward. No, that know. was when he got mad at Dorsett. Yeah, which no I don't know reason. why. Yeah. Well, he um, always gets mad at everybody when something doesn't But just doesn't there go is right. more than normal just throwing away, throw at the feet of linemen. Oh, that's like three weeks in a row. Three, the, four weeks in a row where he literally is used to now finding the referee and telling him exactly who who's near, who I was aiming at. You know, there was one he was throwing to James White who was still blocking and facing downfield. Um, there was another one that was – there was a receiver, he but it was it far away. away. Myers. Yeah, Myers. Myers yeah. That was uh, – yeah. So, yeah, that's what I get back to when it's not just the sacks or the QB hits. There's a lot of those plays where he just – he and Peyton Manning have done it for years where you just, oh. ah, live to fight another yeah. day, throw it into and, the ground. And beg that the referee – Right, reason and don't throw that. Don't throw – I'm Tom Brady. Don't throw now, it. Keep it in pocket. Looking ahead – Okay, let's look ahead. What do you want to look ahead to? The Ravens. next Finishing week. our writing and going home? I next, mean, what? Next Sunday night. Uh, that's going to be their biggest test of the year. You think? I know so. The best rushing attack in football against a run defense that just gave up 100 and how many yards on the ground, including a 44-yard run? A lot. 
Because you were fortunate that a 44-yard run turned into a big play for you, not a big play for them. And I mentioned to you during the game, during that first half. But Nick Chubb's good. So is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but it's a little different with a quarterback. You could also make the case it's a little different, but it's harder. Isn't Mark Ingram having a really good year, too? Yeah. Okay. This is a good offense. It is a good offense, but it is. a unique offense. Hingent upon, I'm going to keep using that word that I'm trying to get into mainstream use, uh, hingent upon Lamar Jackson. He's the centerpiece of it. A, right. staying healthy. B, running the football. C, throwing accurately. Right. Right? So he has to do all those things because he's not going to get a lot of open throws. Right. He's going to have to be a big boy NFL quarterback, not, oh, they're afraid of me running and now this guy's wide open. You're going to get good coverage. Like, I, I, I'm sort right. of, if I'm the opponent, I can't, I'm like Bill, I can't count on big plays and like fluke plays. I'm going to have to earn everything I get against the Patriots. Well, like, their what, longest play tonight to Beckham, right, was like a double coverage. Like, yeah, that was kind of a freakish catch. Right. Like, Gilmore is in good position. Like, how often do we see, ooh, that guy's just running free, and oh, lucky he missed him. That hasn't happened very much through eight we weeks. We have had it on the running game, though. Oh, the running The run defense is, is suspect a little bit. But that's why if you're the Patriots going up against Lamar Jackson. But it's, he, it's a different thing when it's the quarterback who's the runner. It, there's just I a think different that, I think element that makes there. it more difficult. It has in the past for the New England Patriots. Right. There's times when these guys have given I mean, them we problems. We saw it tonight, like Dante Hightower got beat down the field because he can't keep up with the tight end. Can he, come up, can he keep up with well, Lamar, yeah, Lamar I Jackson? Want, I don't want Hightower. What was that? That was a pretty good distance down the field. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like The speed aspect, oh, yeah. you, you can't have linebackers. But they're not going to let him get outside. They're going to hem him in. They're going to be really strict with their rush lanes, and they're going to tell him, beat us. You know what you got to beat us with? That thing dangling from your right shoulder. Right. But Beat then, us with it. And the other side of the ball, Baltimore's defense is not what we've seen in like the 2000s, but they're still no. a good defense. They're competitive. Um, but right now, I almost don't know that it matters. Like, I don't have a lot of faith in the offense right now for the Patriots. I don't either. Um, That's why I think you're going to get a game. They had a long there. drive to a field goal. They had the long drive, which was really one chunk play. When you get 60 yards out of one play. On that's a screen. The bulk on a screen pass. Um but that counts, too. Like, that may be their offense. Like, screens to James White, short passes to Edelman, some wide receiver screens where you take advantage of Sanu blocking. Um, ben Watson did have a nice catch nice down catch. the seam. Maybe you try to sprinkle that in, and maybe Sanu's role grows a little oh, bit. Oh, it's definitely going to grow because he's going to learn the playbook. But. Well, in theory, I mean, and we also need to find out, what is he? Because I've think, said this. Like, I think the Patriots are, too. I think he's a good all-around player, a complimentary player. Can he bump up and be one of your top two or three options that you really rely upon? That's the thing. They have a lot of like, they have a lot of threes, but they don't have a two or they, even, even a one. Well, like, I mean, cause, cause we get into like the Edelman. What right. is he? Blah blah blah. I'll tell you what he is. He's still Brady's go-to guy. He's a very dependable receiver. pair of touchdowns. Targeted him whatever eleven times, eight or nine catches out of the. It's 11. really amazing. We said this during the game. Like he just finds the soft spots in the yep. defense. Like what? Are, it's almost like what are these defenses? Was it doing? the first? third down of the game or maybe the second drive yeah first third down the two linebackers he just sits between them he catches it first down and both linebackers are like throwing their hands and right look, like, he's julian freaking edelman i know you, you know make the other guy beat you how do you let him just run past the sticks turn around have five yards on either side of him and brady throws it to him like what are you doing it's not even just the browns it's every team in the league but like, like I know your coach tells you like oh you're dropping hook to zone and you know seven yards right find julian edelman yes right Yes. If if the other guy beats me, then we'll figure it out on the fly. But I know Brady wants to go first to Julian Edelman. That's right. who he trusts the most. That's who he's looking to go to. So as we move forward with the offense, it seems like Sanu is taking Jacoby Myers' snaps. At least um, tonight. T- yeah. 
it, that, that's how it worked out. But then for, there was a while Sanu went off. He right. wasn't on early. Then he came in. But that in, was probably the package then he went off. were running. He right. didn't have a full knowledge of the playbook. Yeah, but, but they, it, it they just, were in a ton of two tights slash one it, was a fullback. It just seems like moving forward that you're going to have Edelman as the one, and then I guess Sanu is the two, and then Dorsett is the three. Oh, yeah. I mean, what did you think? Tom's done nothing but say he wants to throw to veterans. You think they're going to bring in veterans and then, I mean, Dorsett, he loves him. For what he is, he Brady loves him. Loves him, though, him. but, like, what does he give you? Nothing. He gives but he you still the, loves him. He gives you that, you know, one or where, two. Where were you last time? Last week. I'm the one who usually takes pot shots at Dorsett. What, what do you have, 26-yard touchdown last week? Right, that's what I'm saying. He Did makes, he have a 33-yard catch right, tonight? He makes that one play a game. So it keeps them somewhat in the picture. Right, like my golf game. Sucky, 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 sucky. Ooh, right by the cup. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to get to with Sanu. It just seems like he's very popular in the locker room. Like Brady, oh, yeah. Brady loves him. Like well, he, he's the juice and the squeeze. Yeah, yeah, he did. He is the juice Didn't and the squeeze. Didn't that surprise you a little bit? What? The juice and the squeeze. Like, kind of. That's something Randy Moss might say or AB. Like I didn't think Sanu, Sanu would like, come in and say that. He has a little, not cocky, but he has that sort of. I don't mind it. I kind of like it. It's I thought he would come in and just be. I'm here to do a my little job boring, and like whatever yeah. they ask me to do. No, I'm I think happy he has a personality. It. I like that. No, I think it's good for the locker room. It's good for the Patriots. It's... And it's really good if it's true. I think that's going to continue. What if he's been held down by Julio Jones and AJ Green for eight years or whatever? In it's terms been? of popularity or skills? no, no, no. In terms of ability, what if he? I don't think takes the opportunity. And why are you being so negative? Because this saw... is positive, Andy. What more would you? What more do you expect? He had two catches on five targets tonight and didn't look like a guy that can. Tackle. He's been here three effing days. You effing moron! How long was Antonio Brown here for? You think they're going to feed him the same way? I'm just saying that there. Brady's guy, binky. I'm just saying that there are guys that can come in and make immediate impacts. All so I am saying is maybe his growth and contributions were held down by playing next to true number one receivers for the bulk of his. You career. made the argument that would actually help Sanu because of the attention of the defense not being on him. Yeah, but he doesn't get as many touches because there's always gonna there's always gonna be like ten or eleven that go to that guy. Now the counter argument is there always gonna be ten or eleven that go to Edelman. Right. So we'll see how it plays out. I I, I think Sanu is so like you, you hate said. Sanu. No, I think he's a complimentary piece that can help, but he's not a game changer. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Even my prediction tonight was he might have a bigger play as a blocker than as a receiver. Right. Like, I think that's gonna be his well rounded game. Um Various things like that in a, in a variety of ways. I guess we should hit on too. Tonight was Bill Belichick's 300th career win. Follow me to Sparta. You, uh, I don't know the whole something. About you told 300. me that a lot of the players that went to the interview room had glowing things. Oh, to say Brady about him. was very, very like reflective about every like what makes Bill special and all that. So they don't stuff. hate each other anymore. No, uh, Schefter told us that earlier in the day. But their working relationship is quote terrific. Terrific. You know, a lot of people take that as a, a bit of a negative that they've aligned over the A B situation against Robert Kraft, and Do you that's disagree? what brought them together. I have no idea. All these little storylines, these soap operas. I mean, I know they sell, and you blog about them, and you love them, and all that. Click, <laughs> click, click. Look at me. Look at me, Rob. I get so many clicks for the website when you soap opera clicks. That's what you call me, soap opera clicks. No, it's, a good, it's not a bad nickname though. Um, I don't know. Like, did they hate each other? Did they not like each other? Did they not blah, blah? Just from watching from afar, it does seem like they're they're on the same page and they're as good, as close as they've been in a long time. Bill gave Tom a little pat as he walked by when they were passing at the uh, podium going from Bill Should to Tom. Should I blog Tom. it? I wouldn't be surprised. 
Oops. Belichick touches Brady. What does it mean? Click here. But it was even Edelman talking. He made the argument that Belichick is not only the greatest coach in football history, but also the greatest coach in sports history. Yeah, people are mad at me because I don't even think Bill's the greatest coach in football history. Why not? Because I think Paul Brown is. Why? Because I think everything that's done in the National Football League, Paul, Paul Brown created. He left a lasting mark. He came up with practice squads. He came up to coach to quarterback headsets. He came. He started a franchise. But all like, this stuff is in place for Belichick. The game. So how do you know he couldn't have done the same thing? Well, I, but I can't. He sort of reinvented the game he himself. Would have. How has he? I don't, I don't think he's reinvented anything. I think he's the simplest, greatest winner ever. The beauty of Bill Belichick is he actually simplifies it all. To now, McCourty was very good when he was talking about what makes Bill so great and. One of his things, I forgot the first one, but the second one Thanks. was allowing the players to take ownership and trusting the players and preparing them and then saying, I, I trust you on the, you guys decide on the field. Coaches get in the way. I've prepared you. And as McCordy said, he'll give us, you know, one of five things to choose from based on the formation of the situation. Choose it. You're out there. And I trust you nine out of 10 times to make the right decision because we've prepared properly, right. but not overcoach and overanalyze. And I thought that was inter interesting that he sort of made that his strength of sort of passing off the game to them when the game arrived. Edelman's thing was just how he never sort of settles. He's always you know finding ways to get better, and that's sort of a case this year. They're 8-0. It's easier this year because there's certain flaws, but even when they're rolling over teams, right. he always finds the flaws and always doesn't never gets complacent, even with his age. He always well, keeps going, going. That's going. why Brady, after he blah, 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 reflective, blah, 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 the only thing better than 300 Three oh one. It's like the next Super Great. Bowl ring, baby. Great. Wow, you, what are you rolling your eyes for? I thought it was a good quote. Just like you, enjoy the ride. Enjoy. Well, you should enjoy the ride. Well, All these days of debates about where's Brady going, who's he playing for next year, is he going to retire, who does he hate, what's he going like, to do? What am I supposed to do in just enjoying the ride after tonight's game? Like, Am I supposed to say, uh, like, his, his 16 See, he's admitting, he's admitting. That John what? Anderson, our producer, is standing here. I don't know why he's standing here, but he's standing right in front of us. Uh, he's admitting that he needs like a soap opera storyline. He can't just enjoy a football game. Good football game, right? I didn't think John Nod. You, I know you, what John's you, doing. You admitted that you looked admitted like he that. was doing dirty things to his thumb. No, I was I was showing you that there's no mic for me to answer you, so if I answered you it would completely disrupt the podcast, Andy. Oh, I know you want to be on the podcast more, so you're on. You're welcome. Okay. We requested a we requested a third mic. We're still waiting yeah. for it. I know. I was the one who requested it and you said, Oh, I'll get it and then you didn't. Where we're efforting. Why do we nitpick? Why do we why do we bicker in these things? Because that's just how it goes. Okay, anything else you'd like to get to? Because I, I know what I'd like to get to. Your work. My writing. <laughs> I think we covered pretty much most 300th of 300th win. Well, I guess we should preview the upcoming trade deadline set for Tuesday. They're not going to do anything. Mike Lombardi said they're not going to do anything. Um, Jason Lock and Forrest said they're going to do everything. Oh, he had like Trent Williams coming here, Tyler Eifert, O.J. Howard. More crap thrown against the wall with less return on it. Dan Cilio or Jason Lockenfora? Because they're both, that's what they do. They just throw it against the wall. Uh, probably Lockenfora just because of his platform. Yeah, but he's actually supposed to be like somewhat believable. But he's not. So we should recap. The Patriots were trading for Trent Williams or Nate Solder or... The Bengals guy. A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert, Austin o Hooper, O.J. Howard. Patriots are in on all of those, according to he Jason Lockenfora. He didn't even mention their salary cap issues, nope. how that would play nope. into it. No, he didn't. But, and but then the, Mike Lombardi, shortly thereafter, clearly, in my opinion, a direct response to the Lockenfora report. He wouldn't have just tweeted that otherwise, because right. no, no one's really been talking about um, the trade. 
But he didn't at him or anything. He just tweeted no, he said, sort of on song. At this time, Patriots are not, not involved with any players. And basically, because of their salary cap, and that the Sanu and Bennett was basically a swap for salary cap purposes. Which is what I've been saying all it's week. It's true. As uh, I, I trust Miguel, he does a nice job keeping track of all the numbers. Better than we could do. Yeah, well, not better than I could do. If I wanted to, I could do it great. But I have no so desire because I have no desire to spend all the minutia time at calculating all that crap. Um, they have two point eight million. Well, he had him down so. to ten thousand seven hundred eighty-two dollars or something this week. Yes. yes, and then they got rid of Michael Bennett. You have to have money to do business. Right. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to go on IR. Yeah, You're you, going to need you, to sign somebody, right? So you can't just make all these deals. You think and, they didn't have a fifty-second man on the roster for this game because they didn't want to pay the game check? That's right. That's your theory. That What's they're yours? tight. I don't know. I don't really. That's fine. That's a good theory. Right. So, as good as any. So because they usually use that as a pat on the back when something happens. Oh, you've worked hard. You're right. making Some nine on grand. The practice squad. Come on yeah. up and get a game check, my right. friend. Right. And they did not do that because they have a lot of dead money going to a lot of people that don't deserve it, including one named A to the B. Um. So you don't expect them to make a trade. Um, I don't think anything earth-shattering. If if anything, it's not going to be an earth-shattering. I still wouldn't hate a backup offensive lineman or a competitive offensive lineman or like not Trent Williams, not Nate Solder. I don't know some other guys. So you think they're now? Doing- I don't know if you can get one of those because I feel like every team has no offensive lineman. The Browns right. tonight had no offensive lineman. Shook things up on their offensive line. Every game I watch, the offensive line stinks. So I don't know if there's just like a. Uh, an abundance of, you know, jag journeyman. But you think that's a legitimate need even with Isaiah Wynn coming back? You mean Isaiah Wynn, he of uh, one and a quarter career games, 1.25? Yes. That guy? He also was that, a first, he was a first-round pick. That we're reason. putting the whole season on. I wouldn't say a whole season. Everybody seems to put a lot of stock in. Don't worry, the offensive line will fix when Wynn's back. Another guy that's... And by the way, is he a tackle or a guard? That was the whole question coming out. You said he was a first-round pick. There was a question whether he was a, tackle, a tackle or a guard. He's a short-arm tackle. Uh, this is a previewing the week ahead. More to be discussed about Nikhil Harry's return. He likely will be active. He will likely be active for next Sunday's game against the Ravens. Does he impact the offense? Activated to the roster. So you're saying you're doesn't necessarily mean he'd be active so for the game. That he'd be on a- My guess inactive. is he's 53. Yeah, because you I'm, need to make a spot for him if you had brought somebody up, so you would have booted that point. guy down. Yeah. So you save a game check, and he becomes 53. But then is he active? Is he active? Is he? I mean. Does he well, bump Jacoby Myers immediately? No, I think he bumps Gunner. Well, who's returning punts? Julian Edelman. Peter the Chung? Edelman returns the the, draw, the, the, Edelman? the safety against the Jets. Yeah, it was a free kick, a little different situation. But I'm just saying. He's that back puts there. more on a guy than a true punt. There's a right. little more. Anybody, they can get anybody to do it. That's what everybody says until it costs them a game. But until you're, you're Chris Harper and the ball's bouncing off your face and you're lo- ending your career. If it came down to Gunner or... Nikhil Harry, I'm going Nikhil Harry, just see what he's got. Well, but, yeah, I mean, that's fine. What is Nikhil Harry? We'll wait and see. So now we're going to take the field with two receivers that we don't know what we're doing? Nikhil Harry and Mohamed Sanu? Is that what we're doing? You could do it. How many receivers are you going to have that don't know what they're doing? That's just two. Does that seem like a recipe for success and for if, Tom Brady? If, if you read Mr., in, you better be within one well, one-hundredth of an inch of where I want you or you're not getting the I ball. I mean, Harry's been around since the summer. He's been in these yeah, and he looked terrible in the summer. And when he played in the preseason, what did he look like? Well, he only played what like eight. Snaps? Two catches. He looked good, and I, I don't know that you're going to get that because he makes those contested catches. But he can't really do anything else besides that. Well, we don't know. We haven't seen enough. Oh, okay. I would just, I, I find it hard to believe. I'm going to look out there, and Tom Brady is going to be lining up with both Sanu and Nikhil Harry, like within the next week or so. Maybe down the road, injuries. Who knows? But both are question marks on any snap. Right? He's going out there with question marks on a snap. His tight end might be freaking Eric Tomlinson. Like, just feels like there's a lot of unknowns there that I don't think he'd be overly comfortable with. So, 
I guess you really think that the Patriots just looked at Nikhil Harry and Josh Gordon and figured that they have a better chance of getting more out of Harry than Gordon? No, I think there's more to the Gordon story. I think when Mike Lombardi goes on the radio and says the volume of his um, responsibilities and Mike Reese writes the dependability or reliability. Curran brought up dependability. To me, they're, they're being fed information. He's been missing meetings. He's been late. Something. I think they're kind of... Tiptoeing around well, and issues. And also just the way that things went down on Wednesday. He was out of practice. Tomlinson was supposedly cut. And right. Then... But I, I don't think this is about what I have said. Josh Gordon's not that good. Like, he's gassed. He has no explosiveness. Well, I think that's part I, of it. it. It's part of it. If you were still elite, you might look past these right. dependability, reliability issues. But what I'm saying is it's not a reliability in terms of Brady doesn't think he can run a comeback and get open and catch the ball anymore. I think there's more to it. As Mike Reese once said about Malcolm Butler, when you have a player, you get everything about him on and off the field. I think there's a lot at play here that maybe we're not hearing um, the total story about. But it doesn't matter. He's gone. Nikhil Harris is going to be back soon. The work in progress that is Tom Brady's receivers is continuing into week nine, week ten, the bye. Maybe after the bye you'd feel comfortable. So you'd go Baltimore and then the bye. Maybe after that the Nikhil Harris sanu projects will be up to game day speed. So we teased the uh, potential bonus episode of this podcast on Tuesday following the trade deadline. Still a potential bonus episode. So we're just going to we'll see what happens. Because we'll, we'll if there's big deals across the NFL, I'm not opposed to just flabber, flapping our gums about national Because it could affect the Patriots. It could sure. affect the Patriots in a lot of ways. So we'll see. We'll see if things come to fruition. And if so, we'll talk to you Tuesday night. And if not, we'll, we'll talk, talk to you Wednesday night. Yes. We'll, we'll talk to you later in the week, one way or the other. Yes. All depends what we feel like. There'll be a lot to get to. Oh, I know my I'm wife sure. makes a good dinner on Tuesday night, and I don't want to do a podcast. That's always in play right? as well. That's always in play. You could be doing radio for all we know. I could be doing radio for all we know. Or I could just, whatever. All right. We're the most popular podcast at the station. We can do what we want. We're the king of the mountain. That is true. <laughs> we have the data to back it up. I think they call that the tallest of the little people. <laughs> I guess. All right. We will talk to you. One of the little people's in front of us. At some point. Later in the week. We don't know where that is, Tuesday or Wednesday, but... Please yes. subscribe, as oh, always. Yes. And I'm going to start a new promotion. Tell a friend. If yeah. you like the podcast, we're trying to grow. We'll be honest. We're starting out small. This is seed downloads, seed funds. Tell a friend. If you like the podcast, like post-game, you like midweek, we'll have more guests. We'll bring you tra trade talk and all the details. You know we like to BS a little bit, but tell a friend. And obviously go to iTunes, subscribe. Leave a uh, five review. Star review. Five star review. Review. Andy's awesome. Ryan is Ryan. That's usually what they say anyway. The editing and production is questionable. Whatever you want to say is fine with me. And go to Twitter. Follow us. We gave up. We're never ever getting a stake ever because we're trailing the stupid skate guys somehow, some way. Like four hundred. Yeah. But go to Twitter at Off Day Pod. That's Follow where you us. Find us for our mailbag questions. Mailbag questions, which have really taken off in recent weeks. They you guys have. are doing a fine job Some interacting with us. Very good questions. So feel free to advise us on how to make the podcast better. And well, unless it's get rid of Ryan, because that's not very nice. Thanks. That's a depressing way to end this podcast. But I guess that's what we're going with. Peace out. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 